0: For an inside look at the state's biggest footy league, it's the Monday Waffle.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Monday Waffle. I'm your host, Francesca DiNuccio, and today I'm joined by the lovely Daniel Litchens and the fabulous William DeFulvio. How are we?
0: Very good. I'm excited. Round 19, plenty of action. Only four games, but they're pretty exciting, Will. It certainly was, Dan, because the Swans are in
2: the finals. That's right. Swan Districts defeated East Perth. We're going to get to that very shortly. Plus, I'm the second best will on the pod this week because we have a very special guest. And as always, we're going to have a super awesome episode of teaching Francesca football. I'm very excited for that, aren't you, friend? I'm
1: a bit worried. Not gonna lie.
2: You're the host. You you decide.
1: I know. I am the host, and I am excited. Um, and I just hope that I can through this week
0: you know i believe in you
1: let's get into it let's have a look at our round 19 scores
0: in our first game of the week perth 10 8 68 were defeated by claremont only just 11 10 76 with the tigers running away with an eight point win the goal kick is Tim House with three goals, one, and Jai Bolton up forward this game. Only 10 disposals, but three goals. For Claremont, is Barton getting the two as well? And for the Demons, Christian Carey and Jack Richardson both kicking two goals, one, and Brett Edmonds kicking two. In the disposals, Bailey Rogers with 31, Ben Edwards with 30, and Ryan Lim with 23 for the Tigers, and Austin Davis with 26, Connor McPartland with 19, and Andrew Fisher with 18 for the Demons.
2: Very good effort there by Jai Bolton to get those three goals, guys, but unfortunately, with that only 10 disposals, Games he drops below Shane Nelson in the leading disposals for this year. Yes, Shane Nelson had an absolute fire, but we'll talk about that a bit later. Well, let's move on. Subiaco defeated by East Fremantle Sharks. East Fremantle kicking 16 12 108 to Subi's 9 10 64. Hugh Dixon from East Fremantle getting three goals, two John O'Marsh, three goals, one and 27 disposals. Thomas Bennett, Matthew Burton, Luke Stranatica and Dylan O'Reilly on two goals apiece and Jack Mayo kicking two goals, one for the Lions and we heard about John O'Marsh getting those 27 disposals equaling Kyle Baskerville's 27 for East Fremantle, Michael Tassoni with 25, Thomas Bennett with 22 and a couple of goals as well Lachlan Hunty getting 32 disposals for the Lions, Hayden Kennedy with 26 Angus Dewar and Liam Hickmott with 23 for the Lions as well. A lot of leather poisoning going on out there guys. It's looking good It was looking good, despite East Romano
0: almost doubling Subi's score. Yes, it was quite a surprising loss from the Lions. I mean, they're supposed to be top of the ladder, but now it's looking not so sure.
1: Bit of a disappointing game for the Lions, that's for sure. Swan Districts, 14-11, 95, defeated East Perth, 8-6, 54. The Swannies up by 41 points. The goal kickers for the Swans, Clark with four, Noble with three goals, one. Warwick, Wilson with two goals, four, and Ireland with two goals. And then for the Royals, we had Maguire with three goals, Wright with two goals. For the disposals, uh, with the Swans, we had Turner with 27, Erseg with 20, and Cipro with 19. And then for the Royals, Scott with 32, Kerr, also 32, and Schumer out 23.
2: And as we alluded to before with that loss, we can finally put to bed the mathematical possibility that the Royals can overtake the Swans. It's almost as if I was right from the beginning, Will. It's almost as if you took the coward's side of the <laughs> argument and didn't dare to dream, Dan.
0: Will, I was
2: right. You were wrong. That's the end of the story. I came out of my own volition and admitted that, and you're now trying to put me on
0: blast. Yes, and I missed it last week because I wasn't on the pod, and now I am on the pod. I'm he right, you're wrong. Word.
1: And moving on.
0: Moving on. And to our last game of the week, West Perth, 16-10, 106. 10, absolutely thumped the Eagles, 5, 5 35. West Perth wing by 71 points. Not a great weekend for the Eagles, guys. Going down to Frio. Not and, in either uh, league, Dan. Not in either league, and also to West Perth in the waffle. Tyler Keitel absolutely pretty much wrapping up the Bernie Nailer medal with seven goals, three. Rudy Riddock with two goals, one. And Nathan Murray with two goals for West Perth. And Jared Brander, Jake Waterman, Kupanitsky, Jermaine Jones and Kieran Hug all with one goal for West Coast. In the disposals, wow. Shane Nelson, 41. And Ooh. Aaron Black, 39. Leave some for the rest of Leave us, Leave some Please for the rest of them. them. Absolutely stealing sound over votes off each other, as we said, when we spoke to Shane Nelson just a few weeks ago. Tristan Hobley with 29 for the Eagles. Brayden Ainsworth with 30. Hamish Brayshaw with 28. And Jared Brander with 27 and his goal as well. So where does that leave us on the ladder, friend?
1: Boys, the stage is set for the final. We've got Subiaco on top with 48 points. South Fremantle and Claremont are tied on 44. And West Perth and Swans are also tied on 40. And way down four games away from Swan Districts is East Fremantle and East Perth tied on 24. We have Thunder and Perth tied as well on 16. And then West Coast as well on the bottom there with, also with 16 points.
0: Uh, guys, it's very interesting looking at the top of the ladder now because we do see South Fremantle in second and West Perth in fourth. But with the buys flooding these last few rounds, both South Frio and West Perth have a game in hand, which means that if South Frio win next week, when 2 have the bye, South Faria will move into first place and West Perth could potentially move into third if they win their bye game as well. So it's shaping up to be a very interesting top four.
2: Yeah, but only one of them can come out on top, Dan, because South Faria are actually playing West Perth this weekend. So it'll really come down to those last two games that they have against each other. But I reckon the reigning premiers could take out mm-hmm. the top spot soon.
0: Potentially, yeah. I mean, we could see them getting that first bye in finals week, but you never know until the end of the round, Will. You're spot on, Dan.
1: And that's our live look at the ladder.
0: Teaching Fran Footy. It's time for another episode of Teaching Fran Footy, the fan favourite. We're back and Will, you're asking the questions this week. I'm demanding answers. I'm not (laughs) asking questions. Fran, you're the host. I think you've come
2: a long way. You're very hard on yourself.
1: I'm very hard on myself, but it's because I want to win. Okay. Okay. So today might just be that day.
2: Mm Hmm. Okay. First question, Teaching Fran Footy. Fran, how many times are you allowed to bounce the ball? I'm just going to go, like, up. Two. Wow. Your gut led you astray this time. There's no limit. You can run around in circles bouncing the ball. You can run in circles bouncing the ball Mm, over and over again. What's the Bernie Naylor medal?
1: The Bernie Naylor medal?
2: Yeah. We have mentioned it in this podcast. Have we? Yeah.
1: That's awkward. And
2: extra points
0: for who's leading it.
1: Oh, for God's sake. Andrea Burns? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> for those who don't know who Andrea Burns is She's our boss, executive producer of the Monday Waffle Podcast
1: I have no idea The
2: Bernie
0: Natalie Medal is the <laughs> leading goal kicker Tyler oh. Keitel
2: Brand, I, started, I, started, I started off difficult Let's.
1: Okay, okay. alright, Yeah. bring it down to baby level okay. for me please
2: Who won the Waffle W Grand Final?
1: Wait, hold on, I actually think I know this Yes
2: you do, that's why I want you to actually think Is it Thunder? No, Swan Districts won they Thund- did it? No they didn't The Peel Thunderbirds
0: won They won Oh, did they? Yes! Oh, no. Did I actually?
1: And that, my I friends, is teaching Will footy. Oh, no, no What a
0: turnaround. Where yeah, Will, you didn't know that answer to that question.
1: That's teaching Will Someone footy. Someone
0: didn't listen to the Waffle W Grand Final no, bonus episode of the Monday Waffle I Podcast. I did, and
1: that's why I know that answer.
0: Moving on. Fran, quickly. Radloff, who are the top
2: five teams currently sitting on the ladder?
1: Okay, we just did this. Yeah,
2: we just <laughs> right, did this. I hope I can get
1: this right. Subiaco. Mm-hmm. South Rio. Yep. West Perth. Does it, be in order? Does it have to be in order? You didn't actually say it had to be in I order. I didn't say it had to be in West order. West Perth, Claremont,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and. Is it Perth? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fran, come on.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fran, who we've talked it? about this oh, every we week we on the pod for the just last did it. four
1: who weeks. It? I can't. <sighs> Swan districts.
2: <sighs> <sighs> Literally, the the, the, the mathematical Swan. possibility. All right, here we go. Okay. How far must a ball be kicked in order for it to be considered a mark? And Fran, I think you've had this question on Teaching Fran 40 before. You have. No, I haven't. You have. The ball has to travel how many metres before it's considered a mark when you catch it? 50 metres. 50 metres? <laughs> it's a very long way. <laughs> 50 metres is almost is a third of the ground. No, that's a trick question. Did you say 50 or 50? Fi- that's a trick question. Uh, why is that?
1: I said 50 <laughs>
2: So you misspoke. No. 15. Did you say I 50 said fifteen? Or 15?
1: Yeah, fifteen. Five
2: zero or one
1: five? No, one five.
2: Correct. <laughs> I'll give it to you. Just so we can move on. Okay. Why is the start of the game referred to as bounce down?
1: Because the umpire bounces the ball down the middle of the pitch. Easy.
2: What's the mascot for Perth?
1: It's a scary old demon. It's a
2: scary old demon. Scary old demon. And the final question, what is a hit out? I have no idea. I'll be honest, neither do I. <laughs> No, a ha- teaching wheel footy. A hit-out is uh, like a um, a ruck tap.
1: Is it when you punch it out?
2: Yeah, but like it has to be balled in,
0: like centre bounce or a ball up. Yeah, yeah. So it has to leave the
2: umpire's hands and then the
0: tap is the hit-out. Fran, you've done pretty well today, I think. You got a few questions right, so let's wrap it up there. How do you feel?
1: I feel great, actually. I've got a bit, bit of my confidence back, so...
0: Alright, I will We've be running for it all season. That'll be up next on Teaching Fran Footy. Teaching Fran Footy
1: your captain speaking, coming up on the left. His high ball to
3: half-four a huge one to win. Gets closed down. We'll kick virtually we on the oh, side. mark of the season so far.
2: Awesome.
3: We fight one more round, we get knocked
2: down, we get up. We fight one more round. Come on
1: have the best here on the Monday Waffle, and to celebrate his retirement from WA Footy, we have West Coast Eagles and Peel Thunder backman Will Schofield.
2: Hi, Will. uh, Will here, just want to congratulate you on a fantastic career. How does it feel to uh, retire once again? This is
3: going to get confusing, Will and Will. Um, uh, Look, (laughs) I I mean, you'd probably hit the nail on the head. Uh, Retiring again, I I, I feel like I retired last year, to be honest. Um, Had, you know, pretty... Pretty uh, deep and meaningful chat with the boys, and being at West Coast for you know close to fourteen years there. So finishing up with Peel didn't have the have the same feeling, but I've spoken about it a little bit. It did, um, you know. Um, I guess finishing up in the middle of the year, I, I definitely felt um, like I let, let the you know, players, especially the, the core Peel players, down a little bit, which I didn't feel that you know at the end of West Coast. Uh, you know, fourteen years of my life, premiership, um, played almost two hundred games, so I. You know, I feel like uh, you know, I gave all I could give, but you know, I would have liked to at least finish this year with Peel. But with the injury um, I sustained a few weeks back, it wasn't going to be possible. But you know, it's been a you know, just a you know, a really good year for me down at Peel. Great footy club, and you know, it was disappointing to end how it did. But in the end, that's just life, and uh, you know, I finished up for the second time round.
0: Yeah, it's great to hear that you enjoyed your time, Will. Um, Just, you know, if it wasn't for that back injury that you've had a bit earlier in this season, how many games did you expect to have left in you?
3: Well, my body's been feeling great this year, to be really honest. Um, Training twice a week, uh, it's a bit different to AFL level where you're pretty much on the track doing something, you know, one form or another, you know, five times a week, so... Uh, I don't think my body was particularly especially the latter stages was built for that um, and so you know waffle's been kind to me and body's been feeling great probably probably felt physically as I sort of uh, you know really started getting into it the last couple of games I played so um, physically I was I was looking for you know this year definitely and probably the next um, so yeah I guess that probably identifies how how serious the injury is for me yeah um, sort of took, took me down my prime at the age of 32. But again, I'm not I'm not disappointed or bitter about it. It's just, just how it goes in footy. Sometimes I've been pretty lucky over the journey with the injuries and this one's the one that got me in the end.
1: Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. So, Will, you started at the Geelong Falcons footy factory. What was it like playing footy among future greatness?
3: Um, yeah, the Mick Turner footy factory down in Geelong. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, he finished up a couple of years ago, Mick, and, um, you know... I tell the story about my footy um, when I was about sixteen, or fifteen, or sixteen. They they do regional teams for all the youngsters in the area, and they invite about one hundred and fifty players down to the um, preseason training camps. And I wasn't invited, um, and so someone ended up making a call for me and and asking me, "Tina, why I wasn't you know invited down?" And he he replied, "Well." Who, who is Will Schofield. I've never heard of him. Um, <laughs> after a few more phone calls by that person, I eventually got an invite down and kind of, you know, uh, a long story cut short, the rest is history. I went on, uh, played state footy the next year and then got drafted and then, you know, played 200 games and won a premiership. But without the phone calls to McTurner, I wouldn't have got a game. So that person ringing was my mother. And uh, <laughs> I have <laughs> my footy career to um, put on my mum. So, yeah, mum wasn't happy I wasn't getting the game down at Falcons. And, yeah, really, I mean, starting down there, it was great. It was, you know, terrific. Um, You know, for its time, it was 2004, 2005. It was a pretty elite operation down there. And, um, you know, they continued to, you know, spit out really good AFL players long after I I left and certainly before me. And, you know, some terrific players that come out of there, Luke Hodge, Joel Selwood, Gary Ablett, Travis Boak, you know, all AFL captains in their right? That's just to name a few. So, yeah, pretty special environment to grow up in as a junior.
2: Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for that one persistent fan, who knows what what, what would have happened to your life there, Will. But, um, <laughs> Thanks, Mum. Yeah, exactly. We've always got our mothers to lean on. And uh, uh, apart from that 2018 Grand Final, what do you reckon your most memorable moment from your career has been, stemming from that one phone call from your mum?
3: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean... It's a little cliche. You always remember your first game. Um when I debuted in two thousand and seven. There was it was still a time where players, you know, rotations were still sort of just coming into the game. Um so I sat on the bench the whole first quarter. I didn't come on till halfway through the second quarter. It was like the medi sub um, back before its time. Um and you know, I remember that. We won by hundred points and you know, the feeling after playing that game and going through that finals footy. Um, I know you're sort of taking away the 2018 flag, but, you know, any time you're able to play finals, looking back on your career, you know, they're the best times. And I think, no regrets. I I don't really uh, live my life with regrets or anything like that. But I guess looking back on it, um, you you don't realise at the time how important those finals games are. Um, You know, they become even more important after you lose them and after you don't have the chance to go back and do them again. So, you know... Some, some of the finals games we were played in, you know, I was fortunate enough to play in three prelims in my career, um, you know, lost one, won two, and then played in two grand finals, lost one, one one. won one. So um, if I look back on my career, I've, I've done a lot of things. Won a wooden spoon, um, you know, lost a grand final, won a grand final, and, you know, it's pretty pretty big mixed bag, but enjoyable nonetheless.
0: Great, and you are, we are talking about that 2018 Grand Final. While we're speaking of it, um, we're lucky enough in the Monday Wolf to have a bit to do with you over the past year. Um, our good friend Hayley Plunkett received a birthday message from you early in the year, and you said
3: this. I <laughs> uh, hope you've been enjoying the Eagles. Not as good, uh, not as good of a team without me. I uh, should have been Norm Smith medalist in 2018, but we live and learn, uh, continue on.
0: Do you feel robbed from that 2018, mate? Do you feel like (laughs) you've played a great game? Uh, That's come deep from the
3: archives. (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, well, yeah, you look back on your career and you wonder why you say some things, but that was earlier this year. Um, Look, you know, in jest, in jest I say that, I should have won the Norm Smith better. Like, you look at that game and been fortunate enough, obviously, to watch it now, and the game Luke Shuey put together um, was was, you know, as you move further and further away from games, games become better. You know, players, things that people have done become even bigger. And I think people will look back on that as one of the all-time great midfield performances in a grand final. You think of, um, you know, some of the Brisbane midfielders, um, Simon Black, Nigel Lappin, what they were able to do in the early 2000s. I think Luke Shuey's performance from a contested ball and stoppage point of view will, will be looked back on as one of the best of all time. So... Um, if you put that into uh, foresight, then I'm probably probably not unlucky not to be given the Norm Smith, let alone not be given a vote. So it's pretty <laughs> difficult to win the Norm Smith without a vote to your name.
1: <laughs> Throwing it back to Waffle now, Will, was it a bit weird playing at the Thunder with some of those Fremantle arch rivals?
3: No, it wasn't weird. It <laughs> was uh, it was it was really good actually. I, I really enjoyed it um, playing in the same system and and you know same same club for so many years. I. It was uh, it was somewhat different, but it was it was um, surprising at the same time that a lot of things that were a lot of the vocabulary, a lot of the things they're doing from a training perspective, and you know uh, players that you probably grow to hate as a player, as a West Coast player. That you know they're good blokes. They're, you know if they're on their team, you, you love them. So I made I quite a good few good mates down there at Peel, and you know that included some of the Freo guys. Um, good bunch of guys, and. I've uh, I've really enjoyed, you know, it's helped me. I've been doing a fair bit of media work this year. It's helped me in my media, um, you know, just my view viewpoint. You know, I think I'd happily say I'm not a very biased commentator. I usually call it how I see it, so that's certainly helped me. But you know, growing a bit closer to what Frio's been doing has helped me have a have a balanced view on things, and you know, see with them when they're going well and then when they're going poorly, just the same as West Coast.
2: And casting your mind back to when you first, you know, returned to Peel, what what was it like coming into such a young team and you know, being a leader for them?
3: Yeah, it was good. I mean it was something that um I'd done a fair bit of at West Coast, you know, not not to the same level I guess, but um you know, you just have to look back on the last year I played at AFL level in the hubs. Um I wasn't getting the game too much, so I was spending a lot of time with the young guys and Helping them develop their game as, as well as we could. We weren't we weren't playing games. we were uh, doing scratch matches and what are they call them, uh, scrimmages. Um, so you know, I, I, I like to think that I've got a good connection with young players, and you know, obviously with the experience and the lessons I've learned along the way, it's been a thing I've tried to do as my career's gone on. And yeah, that flowed into what we we're doing with Peel. Um, ran a couple of emerging leaders programs down there to you know, help fast track some of the young leaders within the footy club to help them you know, I guess realise their potential as not only footballers and, and leaders but as men. Um, I certainly look at footy as a as a holistic and overall viewpoint of life. Like footy footy doesn't mean much in the big scheme of things. So, you know, in a footy club you've got opportunity to work with people and to grow and to, you know, make yourself better and if you can make yourself a better man or woman um, now that we've got the, the girls comp up and running properly, you know, I think that's probably the, the best you can come out the other end. So try to do that down at Peel, and it's been a good experience overall.
0: Fantastic. And it's amazing hearing the work, and I'm sure next year you'll, you'll attempt to continue and, and be a face down at the club. You've also mentioned your, your media work, um, and I guess it all ties into the, our last question. What comes next for you? For
3: uh, if I knew, a uh, million dollar question at the moment. Um, <laughs> look, I uh, yeah, I've, uh, it, it's always, it, it's a difficult to you know looking back on it and I guess reflecting and then you know moving through this transition period of finishing up footy and then um, it's not a it's not a very long uh, exit from the footy club at the elite level. You, you you retire, the final game happens, and then you're done, and and the, and the footy team needs to prepare for the next year. So. You quickly become an afterthought, which is just how it is, which is fine. So you quickly sort of find yourself trying to figure out um, what you're doing, I guess. So yeah, I've got a few things going on. I've got media, so working with six PR as I said. I have got the back chat podcast, um, which is my little just avenue to have my have have my hour of talking as much uh i'll keep the language down but just as much jargon as i can um so that's the media side i've got a couple of small businesses that i run Uh, i've got a digital marketing company that i started last year in the hub that has quickly developed into something that requires a fair bit of my time which has been you know a big learning curve for me but it's been awesome so that's hbgo i might as well plug it while i'm online um hbgo.com.au, all your business, all your online business needs. We've been doing that for about 18 months now. It's has been good. And then I run a little uh, wine company with Chris Marston, um, Heroes and Comrades. So we're just making our own wine at the moment. We've got um, a bit of wine bottled up and labelled and should be released within the next couple of months. So we'll I'm be doing that in a few events over, over the summer, which will be fun. And uh, might even sneak a couple of... Uh, Red wine's in while we're at it.
2: it sounds fantastic, Will. Sounds like uh, you've had an awesome career and you've got an excellent future ahead of you. So from from one Will to another, thanks for making us (laughs) proud, mate, and uh, wish you all the best. Thanks for coming on the pod.
3: Thanks, Will. Thanks, Fran. Appreciate your time and uh, getting us on. ( tortured).
2: Don't forget to go to the Monday Waffle Facebook page and throw us a like and follow us on Twitter. Tips, 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 tips. Tips
1: for round 20. Short round this week, boys. What are we thinking for our first game, East Perth v East Fremantle?
2: The Eastern Derby, Will. Who's going to be the least in the East? I'm going to have to go with the Royals. They're going to be the least, so they're going to win? No, they're going to be the least, so they're going going to lose. lose. I
0: think the Royals will win, actually. Really? I think they'll clinch sixth spot with a win over the Sharks. I agree. I don't know. Um, The Sharks have been on the up and...
2: East Perth have kind of been... I mean, ever since they got Jackson Ramsey back, they've looked really good. Maybe it was just because they were playing the Swans last week who... they And I know every player in the Swans listen to this podcast. They treat it as, as Bible. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to prove me wrong and say, no, we deserve to be in the final. So they smashed the Royals. But I still think the Royals are going to go down up against the East Fremantle. Okay, Dan this says agree.
1: Royals. Will says Sharks. Let's go into the next one. Peel Thunder v. West Coast.
0: Ah, the lower derby. Hmm. I think Peel will take this one. Actually, no. I think West Coast will take this one. You've been burned by a West Coast tip in the past. I'm confident. I'm going to... Do you know what?
2: I'll be devil's advocate. I'll go Peel.
1: All right. Finally, West Perth v South Fremantle.
2: This will be a great game. This will be a hot game. Um, the Bulldogs are going to take it out for I me. think... I agree. They're ironed off top spot. Should get it. So they should get it. And they're already ahead on percentage. So by winning this, they'll have the points and mm-hmm. percentage. It's, it's a game they cannot lose. They'll be taking out top spot with two games to go. And no more buys. Huge. It'll be massive.
1: Okay, that was our round 20 tips. Ah! Thanks for joining us for another great episode of the Monday Waffle. I've been your host, Francesca DiNuccio, and you've been joined by Will DeFulvio and Daniel Litchens. Hello. Tune in any time for the Monday Waffle podcast on... Any podcast listener app, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And we'll see you next week for another episode of The Monday Waffle.
2: And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with all of your waffle news, follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at The Monday Waffle. Very exciting,
0: guys. Thanks so much.
2: See you then. Great week. Thanks for listening to The Monday Waffle, proudly brought to you by the students from ECU Broadcasting. Three more questions, no, we, no. Wa- <laughs> we want you some more.